This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Habits You Love, a thought-provoking podcast about self-love, self-healing, and spiritual evolution. I'm Kayla Fazio, and with each episode, it is my mission to expand your mind to what you think is possible for you and provoke thoughts of looking at your own healing you may need and help you discover the power you have within you to build healthy habits and create a life you love. Now, let's get to the episode. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Habits You Love. Today, I have on a guest, Michelle Leroy with Happy Fits. I'm excited to get a little bit into her story today. I came across you on social media, on Instagram. I think your handle and your little tagline caught my eye and I was like, oh, what's this? And of course, I just went down the rabbit hole, clicked on everything, (laughs) went to your website, and I loved your message. So thank you. We're going to start with just a little bit more of your story, and then we'll get into how you started Happy Fits, but just how in however much detail you want to go into, kind of ex- explain where you are from and your background, and then we'll get into why you started your yeah. amazing apparel line. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I am from the East Coast. I grew up in a little small town in Maryland, lived there. My whole life, all my cousins, all my family's from Chicago, but it was just me and my family in Maryland. And yeah, that moved to Denver. I did a little bit of nursing school and I'm so happy to have moved from Denver. But yeah, my story is one that a lot of just realized is very different from my peers. When I was 13 years old, I, you're going about your everyday, I lost my only sibling who was 17 at the time in a car accident. So it's one of those things that was just like, you're living your life and then boom. And she was in high school and I was in eighth grade. So it was like the most pivotal developmental time. And we weren't close at all. She was a dancer. I was a little tomboy who did soccer. And so our relationship wasn't super close, but it was still something that just one second you have it and then the next you don't. Yeah, obviously I'm sure rocked your family, rocked their world. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Was it her driving? Was Yes, okay. it was her driving and ooh, it was like right outside of our neighborhood. So that's what, yeah, it was just ugh, a, a reminder like every single day. Um, yeah. And I just, and that's from there on, that's my, my story of essentially what I'm doing now. We can deep dive into yeah. it. Um, so obviously you. you were yeah. 13 and I'm sure you mm-hmm. didn't the next couple of months <laughs> or a year deal with it as a 13 year old wouldn't know how to do what can you remember from just 
the day it happened to afterward and like how did your family change how did the dynamic change what was going on in the home so it's such big it's one of those things that you never no one knows how to deal with this type of stuff there's no book of what to do we did the best we could i was so active in sports and had such a small town feel that we just you you really don't know how to what to do so i we just continued forward and that's where i took a different route where i was fully everything with soccer went all everything 24 7 seven days a week was soccer and i i'm removed from it now it was 20 years almost 20 years ago it'll be this next year's 20 years so i'm learning all about it now i never grieve i never grieved i never there's i learned about it now there's all these like stages of grief and how you go about it and my mom and dad had each other i had my built-in best friend just completely ripped from my life and so it's not that it's like me versus my parents but they're in different stages of their life. I was in such a de- developmental state of my life and ended up compartmentalizing everything. And we can talk all about therapy and all that process and everything. But I just tried to compartmentalize this huge trauma and move on with my life. Yeah. Just because it was sad, but. <laughs> yeah. Adults do that. I did that yeah. when I was 25 and lost my mom. So I can't imagine 13, probably just have no idea how to even feel the feelings, feel the emotions. Did your parents ever sit down with you and really try to talk it out? Were they ever, let's talk about it? How do you feel? And so you asked if you remember like the day it happened. I remember like everything so vividly, but then because of everything that I compartmentalized, I started to black things out. So I don't remember certain things and this is stuff that I've later uncovered in therapy but I just don't it's such a traumatic thing that your brain just nope fight or flight nope you got to keep moving on with each day there were times there were conversations they did a great job at grieving with each other and they were let's keep some things around to remember her and I just completely wanted I wanted nothing to do with it and so I've learned how I dealt with grief was different everyone handles grief differently and I push this thing out of my life as if she never existed. And that's what I'm like realizing is what I was doing. And we talked about it, but I think I was just like, no, that makes me sad. I don't want to be sad. I have to be strong. So it's that kind of mentality. Yeah, definitely. And at 13, you probably just, just want to be with my friends. Like I'm yeah. in the middle of this, like going through kind of <laughs> pure puberty and yeah. maturing. And this is the last thing that we want to deal with when they were that age. And like you said, it's such a pivotal time. It's almost like you're Were you transitioning into high school at the time? Yeah. Yeah. And that was the big thing is I was going to do high school soccer and she was the dancer and it was going to be cool because she would have been a senior and I would have been the freshman. And yeah, 13, I look back at it now and that is just learning about all those developmental stages. That is just, we did the best we could. Yeah. And and really trying to surround myself and try try to find this normal and everybody has something and there's never there's no such thing as normal and mm-hmm. didn't real I, it's like a bubble almost I didn't realize it until I removed myself from the trauma in a sense that there's no such thing as normal right. and you have 
I, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot. It's yeah, wild. It's you a, I'm like having, just yeah. talking about it now with you. I know. Like, <laughs> I know. You lost someone super close in your family. It's so weird losing someone in your immediate family. Like it's just the family. weirdest feeling. My fiance actually just recently lost his dad and it's, I don't even know. It's the weirdest feeling just going from, you can pick up the phone and call and them the next day. You cannot. It's like you blank again. It, yeah. So luckily he's older and he's mature enough to deal with it now. Whereas when I was 25 and even obviously you were 13, but tw- even 25, I was so unaware of how to deal with emotions and feel feelings. And that just yes. goes to show that it doesn't matter how old or young you are, whenever you have to start dealing with feelings, like yeah. it come at any point in your life. Like I know 20 year olds that are so aware and I'm like, oh my gosh, like what I, what I wouldn't give to like to be, be how you are when yeah. I was that age. But I'm thankful that I actually like, did actually realize at some point in my life. So you said it's been 20 years, which is crazy. Wild. Yeah. yeah. What finally made you realize that you needed to talk about it and heal through this? And actually, when yeah. did that happen? And that's what you were just touching on. It's such, we see the generational things and how mental health and therapy have progressed. And there's still so much that we need to talk about. And it, really, it took me, I want to say I was 28, a couple of years ago, it took me almost like 15 years. It's okay. Why are these things triggering me? Or why are my cousins or why are my close friends? all hitting these milestones and what is going on with me like why what is there's obviously something that was huge that I tried to push out and I didn't want to do these big hit these milestones because my sister wasn't going to be there to see it so I just it was a combination of kind of living this alter kind of life like people would ask are you an only child um and I just not wanting to be a burden to be to dampen the mood to be like oh I know I just met you, but hey, I lost my only sibling when I was really young. It was just these conversations that I just didn't really want to have. Um, and so people thought I was an only child. And then I'm like, I'm not telling the truth. I'm not telling my story. I did nursing school. I was always searching for a career. Like my parents are just like, okay, when, when, is, when are you going to be done? Um, but I did nursing school in DC and that's when I learned, you know, I'm not a licensed therapist or psychiatrist, nothing of that. But I learned all about psychology and high functioning anxiety and these things that I've never talked about, touched. Oh, I don't know how to process my feelings. You, you throw down a feelings wheel in front of me. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to, I really don't know how to describe how I was feeling because I just tucked everything away. And it was just one day, it just snapped. And I moved from DC to Colorado. And that this transition has been the biggest turning point in my healing journey. So I think on now, wow, it's 20 years. I'm doing things like this. I'm talking about her, which is, I lived this big chunk of my my life not talking about her. And it's like, I'm healing, trying to accept what I was and how I was and moving forward from there. It's a a whirlwind. (laughs) Yeah, we are very parallel with how we dealt with everything of just, yeah. Scoot it under the rug. Just act like nothing's Nothing wrong and same with you. It's, I moved away to California from where I was from after all that happened just because I was like, I don't want 
anyone asking me about my life or people knowing you being like, how's, how are you? All these things were going on in my life. And I was like, if I just move to a whole different state where no one knows who I am, I could actually just create this whole new identity. That's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. I could just create this whole new identity and no one's going to pity me or knowing me before and after. It just, yeah, it's just, yeah. Very parallel lives that we've lived, just not talking about it, just not feeling the feelings. I just often wonder like how different my life would have been if I did actually like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is happening right now. This is life. Just when I was comfortable and ready to talk about it, but it was like, yeah, no, I can't be weak. I can't cry. I can't show emotion. I got to push through, um, just keep doing what I'm doing. I need to be successful to prove that I'm okay. Yeah. And it didn't work. And I don't think it ever truly works for people. I think eventually you do hit this rock bottom in your life. And I hope people don't have to get to that point in order to understand that they need a healing journey. But sometimes we just, that's just what happens. (laughs) We both eventually realized it. And what's funny is you said about 28 is Mm -hmm. you realize that was the same for me. Mine was like 29. 29 I was like okay it's just when let's see how long four years goes by Mm -hmm. just stuffing and suppressing and not getting it out it's eventually going to catch up to you yeah that is yeah I just often wonder like spot on (laughs) yeah just what would have happened if I actually grieved in the moment as opposed to having to go back and reverse it I always say it's just better to prevent any of this than to have to go back and reverse it. I think it's so much harder to go back and and unpack everything. So kudos to you for doing that. What Yeah, you said just moving to Colorado made you do that, but was there anything that happened in your life that was like a huge wake-up call or was it just... Honestly, it's like the things that you've just touched on. It's like not hitting these milestones, not like trying to prove some like myself to others. I think it's being young and you're trying to create this identity and I didn't want people to just be like, oh, that's the girl that lost her only sibling. And being in a small town, that's how it felt. I would go any everywhere and it's just there were these little signs. I, we didn't put like a marker or anything because I was like, I don't want to see that. I just, I, moving here, this has been such, it's such a slower piece of life. I noticed living in DC for a lot of years that it's just go. It's all about your career. It's chasing this lifestyle that you don't talk about your feelings. And once I moved out here, people are, what are you doing? What's what don't like, oh, my therapist did this, my therapist did that. They're way more in tune with themselves. And it's also a place of healing. Nature is something that I just gravitate towards. I just like being out in just calmness and just smelling the fresh air and no humidity and the big thing is I never did therapy. So as a 13-year-old, I could have benefited from therapy so much. So my therapy was honestly sports. And I'm grateful for that and the girls that I met and grew up with, but didn't have any therapy. So once I moved out here, it became a little bit easier to find someone. And there's all these resources that I'm stumbling upon. And I have these conversations with my mom. And I'm like, I don't want you to think that you we, I'm coming at you for what we didn't do. This, that was a situation. It is what it is. How do we go from here? I'd have to bring it into my life and 
processed everything that happened. And yeah, there wasn't really, a t- it was just, honestly, I felt like something in me just like, you need help. And eventually that's where I am now. I got it and working on myself. It's an everyday. That's so cool. Everyday so type thing. Even just my sister, I just, that's the trauma I have to work on. But there is so much more that we, mm-hmm. that I need to work on. So. Yeah, I want to touch on a couple of things. I agree. Yes. Colorado is so healing. Something. I'm when like, something's in the air. Yeah. When I was invited, like I was telling you before we started recording how I was invited to go out there and just for whatever reason, my intuition was just like, go. Yeah. No matter how you have to get there, what you have to do. We lived like, we slept on a blow up mattress on the living room floor for two months. Just, I just knew I had to get out there. I didn't even know why, but I just felt like God was like, just get out there. And I mm-hmm. did so much healing in Colorado in the mountains. Like you said, just nature. Everyone's living a slower paced life. Slower paced. Yeah, I 100% agree. I did a lot of healing in one year. And another thing that you had said is you're talking and having these conversations with your mom. And that's amazing. Is she receptive to the past and all of the things maybe she didn't do is she or is she more defensive or is she embracing your journey and then also getting maybe some tools and tips from you? I think we're learning from each other because she's dealt with a lot of loss in her life too. And that you asked about our like dynamic and how things changed. And I feel like I took on this role where I had to be by myself. Like I I talk about this with my therapist. I had to be independent. I could not ask for help because this is what I was dealt with and this is what I had to do. It's almost like we're healing our relationships too, even with my dad. And what is, I'm starting to learn it is generational and I'm, things that she used to tell me about her dad and how she'd be like, this is just, this is how he thinks. And I don't know what it is, if it's just because I have been independent my, and just myself with them it's just the two of them and me now I anytime we have a conversation it lights this fire under me where I'm like I'm doing these things to grow I'm doing these things to heal what are you doing are we still because it's like it's that saying we can you can teach an old dog new tricks and so I just hope that even if we're not having these conversations one-on-one and I hope we get to that she watches this she sees this and she's like understanding that I'm like, I'm still not trying to push out these years that happen. I'm trying to process them and accept the way that I am now is because of what happened back then and how to move forward from it. Yeah. Process and and learn from it and grow from it. Mm-hmm. So just going back to generational things, like it is crazy to see great grandma, mom, me. And then it's like a whole new perspective on life and like how we're going to do things differently which is amazing and it has to stop somewhere and it's not like we can't blame our parents for what they didn't know like we know better now so we're gonna do better so when you know better you do better and when someone is just their mentalities that's just what it is and all of their behaviors and their actions is just going off of what their brain is telling them Mm -hmm. so it's just yeah, once you just hit that point, and I don't even know what it is, but it's you just know that something's not right and you want to do it differently than what you had. And then also yeah. what you said is you maybe started therapy because of your sister, but then you deal with that. And then 
know if you've noticed, then you're like, oh, now I see this coming up. Yeah. And then you figure that thing out. And then something mm-hmm. else comes up and then and, you figure that thing out about yourself. Like, but Oh, that's why I get triggered. And oh, it's that emotional maturity. There's so much online that so many resources that in working with girls that are in their 20s, like early 20s, they mm-hmm. are so with it and in tune. And I'm like, yes, we're doing the work. It's just going to keep getting better and better. Yes. Oh, yes. So do you work with younger women? Yes. Okay. So what do you do um, now currently? Now. So yeah, sorry. I derailed from that too. No, I, I work at a gym and so I did my nursing. I worked in the NICU for a little bit. And that also was like, I thought because I dealt with loss that it would be I'd be so like, oh, yeah, this is easy. No, hardest thing, probably one of the hardest things in my life, too, working in the NICU. So I work at a gym now, and I work with young gals who are just graduating college, trying to find their full-time career. And it's such a transitional um, workspace. But it's just so cool being in the Denver community and meeting and networking and learning that everybody has something. But yeah, they're like, it's everything that I've been doing ties into why I started Happy Fits. And I see things that they wear and I'm like, you guys keep me so young and I want to just keep that. I don't want to grow up. <laughs> what gym do you work at in Denver? Uh, it's Berries. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, yeah Berries Boot yeah, Camp. I never worked out there, but no, I never, I've never done a Berries class. But yeah, so I'm sure you have a lot of younger people, women that work the front desk probably. Yeah. yeah. Similar situation here. I don't do it so much now, but the last year up until a couple of months ago, I was also helping run a gym. I was doing the front. I was Hi. doing social media. I was doing the, the desk or I was uh, coaching. And so it is funny to like see. Yeah. My long lost. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> eating clean shouldn't be boring and you don't have to lose track of healthy eating habits during the holidays. Feel your best and satisfy your cravings with adventurous eats made nutritious with Green Chef. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh and with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. I love switching between the brands and now my listeners can enjoy both brands at a discount with me. Every customer gets a free session with our registered dietitians who can walk you through how to make clean eating work for you. You'll discover exciting new flavors with recipes that feature certified organic fruits and vegetables, sustainably sourced seafood, and unique farm fresh ingredients. You can also stock up on functional snacks and clean beverages to energize you through the day with the new Green Bundles, your one-stop shop for nutritious grab-and-go breakfast, brunch kits, wholesome lunches, ready-to-eat snacks, veggie sides, and more. The Green Chef recipes are unlike any other meal kit I've ordered. My favorite is the Thai spiced chicken salad. My fiance and I are busy with our days and jobs and now expecting a baby on the way. We love to connect through cooking dinner together. We both follow a healthy lifestyle, so when we order Green Chef, we know we are staying on track with our eating goals. Right now, you can get Green Chef's best deal of the year. Get $250 off with the code HABITS250 at greenchef.com slash habits250. Get the number one meal kit for eating well at greenchef.com slash habits250. Use the code habits250. So let's get into why 
How did this idea for Happy Fits come about? It's seeing all these mental health things, the conversation starting streetwear is like the biggest thing right now. And mental incorporating mental health. I see other girls with similar stories of me like nursing school or hated my corporate job. So I started doing this and I kept thinking like, I'm, I have such imposter syndrome that I just kept like cheering on all these other people and we're like, that's so great. Like it just, I was like, why not me? Why not try it? You have something that not a lot of people relate to, but relate in the sense that it's like, oh, mental health, we have our stories. So I wanted to make awareness of grieving and sibling loss, parent loss, things lost, essentially. It's like number one, but also mental health conversation starters. So I've just created, it wasn't even like a COVID thing. I just was like, okay, nursing is, didn't really work. What can I do next? Let's, I love to create things. I love to see things and be like, oh, I can make that. And so I just started doing it and really just wearing, making things on my own. And I'd get stopped in the street and like, you know what? I think you can do this. And it was just a pivotal, let's do this. Let's just try kind of moment. Yeah. Yes, break through the imposter <laughs> syndrome and just break go through. for it. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Okay, so this has been like a couple of years in the making? No. Oh yes, a couple of years in the making. Yeah. And then I, ju- I just launched it this March. Oh, okay. Past March. Yeah, so apparel and merchandise, your pieces are definitely, like you said, conversation starters. I love mm-hmm. that because that's just what we need to do as a society is just have mm-hmm. a conversation. And so many people are so reluctant to just, open their mouths and talk about what they're going through. It's such the, yeah. it's the hardest step to break through. What I've seen is everyone's keep the shame inside, keep everything inside. Mm-hmm. And I love that your apparel is just that. It's not, it, it's like a reminder. If I, like I create apparel too, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I just want to see yeah. people like see it and then provoke their thoughts on those or, or help them if they have a bad day or yeah. inspire them or motivate them. Yeah. And so what feedback have you gotten from Happy Fits? Just like whether you're wearing it or when people order, what's, what's like the biggest feedback? I get I get stopped all the time when people say, oh, I love that. Like, where'd you get that? And it's such a conversation starter. Oh, I hate talking about myself, but I'm like, oh, I, I do this. I make things and I see other things out there, which is so great. I think for me, it was like, I want to have these pieces that have my meaning behind it. And my friend texted me yesterday and he was in, Disney World and was wearing my shirt and he said some man thanked him for wearing a shirt that said be a kind human because it's just little things like we just need these little reminders and there's so much going on in the world and there's just this being kind is one of my biggest things too is because I've learned I've not been the nicest to myself you know I so mean to myself the way I talk imposter syndrome like you know this woe is me kind of stuff and even just being kind to your mind. It's just things like that. I make whatever I'm feeling, whatever that meaning is behind it, whatever season I'm in, that's what I'm going to create, and which is pretty cool. I love that. Yeah, I love how you just said, we are the meanest people to ourselves, which is so mm-hmm. crazy. I don't know why so the human brain goes directly to that, but it's, I would never yeah. think the things or say the things I'm thinking to myself, yeah. to someone Anyone else. Anyone else. I'm like yeah. the biggest cheerleader. For I know, people. I know. Like, we need to start. Yeah, it was. Why not good. for ourselves? Why not for ourselves? Yes. Yeah. Just going back, I just had a quick question mm-hmm. pop up in my mind. What is the biggest thing that you've learned about yourself through your healing journey and therapy? 
Wow. That's cool. I'm like, I don't think I've gotten that. I've been asked that. I just, because there's something about with my therapist, we talk about how I have to be so strong, but it's just that I am capable of doing these things. And for me, it doesn't feel like I'm doing anything, but I just had, I took this tour. It's called Judy's House. I love them. It's a place where people can go and when they've dealt with the parent loss or sibling loss, they go and that's where they get their resources. It's just, wow, this, you, I'm learning that there's so much out there that I haven't even touched on, but just sharing my story. I just feel like people are, I've met people that, sorry, I'm rambling about it, but I've met, it's conversation starters with people that they've been like, I lost my only sibling. And I'm like, we're not going to be wearing like lost my only sibling, but it's just, it's these pieces that I'm having this conversation. Like it's okay to share your story. It's okay to talk about things that make you sad. You're not alone. And I think that's the biggest thing. I'm like giving myself goosebumps. I'm like, it's just. You're pepping yourself up right now. (laughs) The more you talk about the things that you go through, you're, I've just learned you're not a burden. Yeah. And actually, it feels so much better to just talk about it. Like no matter what it is, just getting it out is, has been shown to just help so much emotionally. Even if it's just going to a therapist, talking and never talking to anyone else ever again about it, just right. talking it out and not letting it get stuffed so far down, no. so far down there. So with you, what I'm hearing mm-hmm. is obviously you lost a sibling and I feel like you said, mm-hmm. I got super hyper dependent and I had to be so strong. And it's probably just because you didn't want to burden, quote unquote, mm-hmm. your parents with oh. needing them because like, yeah. they're already going yeah. through so much and I'm not going to be like, yeah. I also need you as well when they needed their own help. So I'm sure you just very early on developed this like, uh, yeah, just, all right, I'm on my own. Like I'm hyper independent. You probably might, if you're like me or an avoidant attachment, I don't know if you've ever done your attachment style. I'm I'm starting to learn about those. Go to, I have an attachment style series going on. So if you go to attachmentproject.com, Okay. It'll tell you what you are. It'll give you this whole quiz. It's a free quiz, attachmentproject.com. And we're already so similar. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you were avoiding attachment. I, I, I think. Yeah. And it's <laughs> not because with mine, it was like you obviously had an event where your parents, mm-hmm. quote, had an excuse to not give you maybe the things that you needed at such a young age. Whereas mine was like my parents just didn't really know how to. Yeah. There was no like, no, oh, mean, they that. couldn't. They weren't around. It was like they were always around, but they just didn't know what to do. So. At the age of 29, 30, I'm going back and learning how to parent myself, which is so hard. Hard. But I'm like three years in and I am like you. I like bash myself because I'm like, I'm this old. I should have this. I should be here. Everyone else is ahead Um, of me. But really, when I think about it, I just try to give myself grace because I'm like, I've spent the last three years, like, again, parenting myself and like creating a solid, firm foundation where I know that a lot of people that might have the things and be where they are don't have that solid emotional maturity, emotional intelligence foundation. So I'm like, I'm okay with stepping back a little bit and sacrificing, not maybe getting to where I want to be right now. But when I do get there, I know I'll be able to sustain it a lot longer than most people that might crash and burn later because now they have to go back and deal mm-hmm. with something that they, they never worked through. So right. give yourself grace. And yes, I that's think the biggest thing. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so what is your goal with Happy Fits and the mission behind it? 
Yeah, just honestly, it's it's creating this public. It's like what you do, creating these things that have that spark conversation and relatability. I just honestly, my goals are just I want to keep growing and building a community. Like this is the, a, honestly a dream. I'm like just talking about it, um, putting myself out there. I would love to work with things places like Judy's House. It's a give profit and just be a mentor for those that might need it or going through the same thing that I've went through because I didn't have that. And it's again, it's not to just shame what I went through. It's just seeing that there's so much opportunity to help other people. That's something I think being a nurse, I was I gotta I'm creating something to help people. So the goal is for Happy Fits is to just keep creating this community, growing in ways I haven't touched I'll have to come to you for TikTok, YouTube. I haven't touched that stuff because it's a lot of work. And that's why I love working with the young gals because they also show me like, oh, you just do this. And I'm like, oh, I feel like my mom. <laughs> Girl, sometimes you got to be a one man band for a little bit when you're first starting out. It's I know. Yeah, yeah I totally I know. get it. And I saw you on the news. So yes. you're getting somewhere. <laughs> you were on the news, which is pretty that cool. That was so, so scary because I you go from not telling your story at all to now I'm like, my oversharing. What there's I've also learned. There's some things where you're like, read the room, talk, keep talking. People, yeah. people are gonna it I'm like, why do I love these Netflix documentaries so much? It's because, oh, they're sharing their story. And yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. I re- I relate to that. Yeah. I think you have a good thing going just because usually I would say it's nice to have something where like I can see you just being like a speaker, like eventually being a motivational, <laughs> inspirational speaker and sharing your story. It's just about mm-hmm. sharing your story. But the fact that you do have this like introductory, oh, we're going to bring Michelle in because she has her apparel. Mm-hmm. But then you also get that chance to share your yeah. story. And then the yeah. more you do that, then the more you'll just keep getting up more opportunity yes. and more opportunity. So you have yeah you have an actual story and purpose mm-hmm. and calling behind what you're doing as opposed to, I just didn't make I think it shirts I think that was my biggest thing and I forgot to mention it but it was like seeing and not to knock anybody what they're doing and because everyone has their story but there's some stuff that you see that I'm like yeah. toxic positivity is also very much a thing where you can slap something on a shirt and just be like just be happy and it's I don't want to be happy I'm not feeling happy today so that's a little bit like having reminders on the sleeves or just pieces that like I made a hat that has said not in the mood and my mom was like what does it mean not in the mood I was like sometimes I'm just not in the mood <laughs> so there's like something for every type of feel that I pushed compartmentalized so I'm bringing that out into my apparel and that's relatable because mm-hmm. if you're feeling it someone yes. else has probably I felt know. it or feels it right now I'm right exact same way exact same way I know it's so fun creating the merch I feel and same with you I honestly yeah. just if it's a book I'm reading or journal kind of series I'm going through, there's usually some one topic that I'm going through that I'm like, ooh, okay, that would be great merch. And so we created around that. It's so fun. So I love all your pieces. They're so colorful. The colorways are amazing. I'm going to have you. to order, oh my order something. I'm going to send you. No, I can support you. <laughs> Maybe That's we also could... the one thing I'm learning. I'm like... Except that people want to support you. Yes, except that. And yeah, and just let it get all over the US because yes. I'll be wearing it in Florida and I'll be like, my friend in Denver made this and here's the website. So, last question What advice yes. do you have for people needing to feel and heal? 
I let's take my own advice too. I got to, what I'm about to say is just, I think I mentioned it many times. You've said it, you deal with it, not being a burden. Know that whatever you're going through, a lot of the times it is temporary. I've lost a sibling, but you also, life does go on. So it's how you deal with that situation and know that healing is not linear. I'm, I'm 20, 20 years into this trauma, which I didn't even realize was a trauma in learning that every day is different. The healing is one step forward, two steps back. I'm like, why is this? Why is something that I'm watching making me cry? Feel your feels. And that's why I have a sweatshirt that says feel your feels because I'm someone who never did. And I've learned that your body, if you hold things in, the stress, the cortisol levels, like you start, I'm like, why am I sick all the time? Feel your feels. And whether it's, you don't know how to make a playlist, Taylor Swift helps me get in those feels, write things down. Just let yourself sit in it and know that, okay, tomorrow's a new day. Let's go from there. And just find things that make you happy. I think that's key. I love it. I love how you said your body will tell you. Have you heard of or read the book, Your Body Keeps the Score? I've heard there's so much that I need to. There's so many books on healing, but now that I'm tapping into it, when I had that conversation with my mom, I'm like, whoa, there's so much out there. And so now I'm just like drinking it all in. So I will, I need to get that book. I need to do more reading. Yeah. Like I'm not a therapist. It's just everything that I've learned from going to therapy and just friends and people who talk about their feelings. Yeah. Let me tell you, it's once you're in it, you're in it, girl. There's no getting out. I know. Now I'm like, what? (laughs) <laughs> There's no getting out. I'd love it. If you can just push past those very uncomfortable, awkward first yeah. couple of weeks, months, whatever it is for you with whatever you're dealing with, then it's so much better to just know how to share your feelings and talk about them and get them out right away. Because then you just feel like a clean, blank, empty slate that has like no resentment, no guilt, no shame. And it's so much better than going through life trying to distract your way through life and keep busy. Which and is what I was doing. Yeah. Shame. You Feel. did sports. I was working out. I was like, oh, I'm just going to go to the gym and distract myself and not think about it. And then I'm going to fill my day with 20 errands that I really don't even have to that do. I don't need to spend money that I don't need to spend, <laughs> yes. but retail, retail therapy. Yes. Yeah. And then rock bottom hits and then COVID hit and... Yeah. Sitting at the house, not doing anything except in, in my your own thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, crap, I'm going to have to deal with this. So as much as 2020 was really a crazy time and so many horrible things happened, like I honestly credit it to a lot of positive things that yeah, came so- from it in my life. So yeah. Thank you so much for jumping on. Okay. Wait, where can people find you follow you and yeah. order some merch about every single social media outlet i'm very i'm trying to build that instagram so also appreciate you following along yeah. it's at where happy fit that's pretty much every handle pinterest I haven't dabbled with youtube yet but tiktok and then just my website is wherehappyfits.com i love it all right everyone go check it out order some yeah. merch start the conversation yeah. that's my tagline is happy fits on everyone because oh my gosh <laughs> I love that oh my gosh happy fits on everyone love it that'd be the title of this episode maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, thank you so much for having me next time I'm in Denver because yeah we do have friends there that were, we went there earlier this year but anyway next time I'm there I'm definitely gonna reach out yeah we need yes. yeah thank you this is not I'm gonna work out yeah, yeah if I, if you're still there if you're not like 
rock in the merch where you don't have to work there anymore, then <laughs> I'll come get a workout. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Thank Michelle. You. Thank you so much. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.